once again, good morning, everyone. How are you guys doing again? It's good to see you. Good, good to see you. I want to talk to you quickly about uh, what we've been doing in the last month, uh, Love Gives. Everybody say Love Gives. We just finished the month of November, and the month of November is when we have this big push, and we promote some of the things that we're doing, and uh, one of the things that we've been doing is, is uh, we had uh, Barefoot Sunday, which we're donated a bunch of shoes, and we had Devote a Coat Sunday, and hopefully you guys were a part of that. This is the last week that you, that you guys can give towards that. If you hollered at us and said, hey, I, didn't, I missed it, uh, I'd like to come drop some stuff off at the church, you can do that. You can still do that, but we're getting all that out of here. We're decorating the, uh, the, the, the place with Christmas stuff and all that. we got Christmas service coming on. But um, another thing that we did is we picked up a bunch of bikes at Academy Sports yesterday, and uh, that was a whole bunch. That's always a blast. We did that, and uh, we put those in our warehouse over here, and we are very, very close to fulfilling every single letter of every single kid. Uh, isn't that awesome? Come on, guys. Don't, don't golf clap. Come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah. That, that, let me tell you something. That is huge. This has been a crazy, crazy year. We were worried about our funding. We were worried. We have never had to say no to any kid before about a bicycle. And I remember sitting down to this to our first meeting. We've been doing this for like 12, uh, two, two, no, we've been doing this for 15 years. And I remember sitting at our meeting and saying, guys, we have never had to say no, but we have to be prepared for the reality of what's happening uh, in 2020, we have to be prepared just in case this happens. Nobody, every, everybody frowned when I said that, but I'm telling you right now, that's not going to happen. Every single kid is going to get a going to get a bicycle. Amen. Amen. So it, that's because of you and your generosity, and people have stepped up. Where people uh, have have you know were just just wonderful thing. And plus, it's a community thing. We've had some local businesses give towards this. So anyway, just an incredible thing. I'm so excited for that. That'll be on the 19th, and uh, we're going to be going mobile and giving we're going to be loading bikes up in trucks instead of having it at the expo center and everybody under one roof we're going to be giving those bikes out at schools we're going to seven different schools with pickups and and meeting people there so and plus we're going to be giving them out of our warehouse so just just an incredible thing so i want to thank you so much for for doing this and i want to tell you this too we get to do this right this is a privilege that that uh, i was thinking about this it is so wonderful that God gave us this idea and we get to do this in our community so thank you for being a part of this and uh, anyway we're going to be giving the, bi the bikes away we're going to be giving away the shoes we're going to give away the coats all in the same day and we'll be letting you guys know more about that but I wanted to thank you for that thank you for that so uh, anyway we're winding up uh, love gives uh, this will be you know you won't hear me say much more about this after bikes for kids but we'll give you a report on how many bikes we we gave away but once again thank you thank you thank you for being a part of of what we're doing hey uh, real quickly uh, I want to say this we're kicking off a brand new series today called gifted and it's going to lead us all the way up into Christmas and can you believe that we're talking about Christmas it's already here uh, you know, Chris, it's, it's December and, and Christmas is here. And December the 20th is a very special Christmas uh, celebration that we're going to have. Not only are we going to have a special, me special message, <laughs> special message from yours truly, we're also going to be doing some special things with our kids on Christmas Day. I know that they're rehearsing, they're practicing. We've got some special music that we're going to be doing. We've got a lo local coffee bar that's going to be coming in. Have you guys heard of coffee? Is it called Coffee and Crafts? 
so um, we've got a special coffee bar that's going to be coming in and, and setting up their coffee bar. So you'll be able to come in and get, I don't know, frappuccinos, cappuccinos, whatever it is that you drink that's besides coffee. And you'll get regular coffee. <laughs> so and just a, just a special day. So come and be a part of that. And if you can't be a part of that, uh, you're still a part of us in spirit, wherever you are, wherever you're watching us online. Well, let's kick off this, this series, Gifted. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we have to be here today. Lord, we love you and we worship you, Lord. Speak to us today. You have gifted us and you have called us. Help us to recognize these gifts throughout this series of messages in Christ's name. And everybody said, look at your neighbor and say, is it December? When we talk about gifted, as you're going to hear me talk about that, of course we're going to be talking about the gifting of salvation. We're talking about that today. But we're saved and we're called, but I also want us to know that we're also gifted, and God has a purpose behind this. In Ephesians, the second chapter, in the eighth verse, I'm going to be reading from this passage a couple of verses, and then I'm going to be reading a little bit more. It says this, Ephesians 2 and 8, for by grace... You have been saved through faith, and this is, not, this is not your own doing. This is nothing that you could have done. This is, nobody deserves this. Nobody deserves salvation and the gift of the Son. It is the what? It is the gift of God, not a result of your works so that no one may boast. So as followers of Christ, the first thing that I want us to know is that we have been given the gift of of salvation. We have been given the gift of salvation. Think about that for, an, for a second. As we just read, the grace you, uh, uh, is by grace you have been saved through faith in exchange for just believing. I mean, you couldn't pay for it. Man, I need to be saved. How much, how much is it going to cost me? I, I, I got some money here. How much is it going to cost me to be saved? You can't get it like that. Okay, well, here's what I, uh, you know, I, I, need, I need to be safe. So what do I need to do? What kind of work? What kind of mountain do I need to climb? Do I need to take the, the, the pilgrimage to the Mecca or whatever? What do I need to do? You can't do anything. But you can if you'll just believe in exchange for saying, I believe in you, Jesus. That is the price. The, the price for salvation has been paid through the Son, through Jesus, through giving his life. So he gives it to you for free. All you got to do is say yes. All you have to do is believe in him. Travis, that's too easy. What do you mean all I have to do is just believe? That, does that sound too good to be true? It does to me. It sounds way too good to be true. Remember that old hymn, so great a salvation, so rich and so Free. Does anybody does anybody remember that? So great a salvation, so rich, and yet so free. That's what's so that's what's so amazing about grace is that it costs us nothing except the I believe in you, Jesus. By faith, we have the gift of salvation because of the grace of God. The gift is given to us if we believe. Well, that, that, that's really easy. Is it that easy? It's not easy for everybody. Have you ever spoken to an atheist? It's, 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 they, they, an atheist doesn't believe because it sounds too easy. It's faith. It's, can I tell you something? It was never meant to be complicated. 
Jesus told us, if we know our Bible, Jesus told us about the gift of salvation, how easy it comes to us, because one day he brought a child into, into his arms in the midst of all the disciples, and he's using the child as an example and says, if anybody wants to come to me, they have to come to me as a child. He doesn't mean that they have to be mature. He just, he's using a child as an example because a child believes easily. It's kind of like this over in kids' ministry. Some of them, we call them repeat offenders. They get saved every week. You know what I'm saying? They want to get saved every single week. How many repeat offenders do we have? You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's so easy for children to be saved. You say, Jesus came into this world and gave his life. And because of that, you can go to heaven one of these days. And they say, really? I want to be saved. But for some people, it's hard to get past this because just believing and just saying yes is too easy. Some people, if you've ever spoken to an atheist, what gets in their way is their arrogance. And I'm not saying this. I have friends and I've spoken to people. I'm not saying that. I would never be disrespectful to anybody. But it's, it's the, something else needs to be done. Logistically, how, how does that make sense? But Jesus talked about this years ago when he talked about Pharisees. Faith is a stumbling block to the Pharisees because they can't get, the pa- get, can't get past that part of, hey, you just need to believe. But the gift of salvation is given to us not for anything, not because of any things that we, we've done, by simply saying yes. Well, it's about faith. Well, I'm, I'm having trouble believing. Well, then... It becomes about choice. Do you know that there are things about the scripture that I, that I struggle with? There's mysteries about the Bible that I don't understand. And I've been this for decades. And I study the Bible every single day. And there's still things that I'm scratching my head thinking, what in the world? But you know what? I choose to believe because about 90% of it you know, makes sense. 10% of it might be a mystery. But I choose faith with the rest of that. And because you choose faith, regardless of things that you might not understand, regardless of the mystery, you step back and you say, there is an enormous, massive, all-knowing, all-omnipresent God that I don't understand, that I step back and I release my pride and say, you know what, I accept that in faith. And by choosing faith, he says, okay, you have the gift of salvation. Not because of anything you've done, just, but by, just by choosing faith. Look at your neighbor and say, I choose faith. You are given salvation as a gift. Gift, the Greek word is doron, which means offering. You are not, demand, everybody is not saved. A gift is an offering. An offering has to be accepted. It can be accepted or it can be rejected. The gift of salvation is offered For us to accept, but there is another step. Once we receive the gift of salvation, there is another step that that you could say completes our walk with God. Ephesians 2 and 8 says this. We just read 2 and 8. Let's read the 10th verse. It says, for we are his workmanship created. Everybody say created. Look at your neighbor and say, you were born for this. God had you in mind in all of this. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. For good works, we are not saved by works, right? We just read that. We're not saved by works, but we're created and saved for the work 
of God, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Have you ever been to Hobby Lobby? Have you, how, how many guys make it a practice to go into Hobby Lobby? I just want to see how many guys go into Hobby Lobby. Okay, okay. One, two, all right. All right. I, I, I go in, I don't know why. I, seems like I have to go in there and look for something that I can't find anywhere else. But I go in Hobby Lobby and I feel anxiety for some reason. I go in there. There is so much stuff and there's so many things. You walk in there and there are knickknacks. There are raw materials. There are supplies and, and uh, there are flowers and there's pieces of furniture and there are particles. And if you think about it for a second, there's, there's, there's fabrics. There's all kinds of things that, that what you do is you create something from something from, from, from supplies. Are you with me? It is a place, you know, Hobby Lobby, it is a place where people go where, when they want to create something or if they have a project. Now, guys like projects, that, that it's not going to take them, you know, down to Hobby Lobby, but it might take them across the street to where? That's right. Have you noticed that they're switching everything around in there? I don't know if you've noticed that. I found out why they do that because, you know, you walk in there, you get exactly what you want. They want you to, uh, let's not get into this. This doesn't matter. Okay, why did you bring that up? You just wanted to distract me, didn't you? But anyway, uh, you know, what we do is we go in and we find raw materials in Lowe's. We find lumber. How many of you have ever went in there looking for a screwdriver or a hammer and come out with a whole bunch of lumber with a brand new project? I'm putting a deck on the back of my house. What? How did that even happen? Because here's the deal. We are made in the image of our Father who likes to create things. All right? That is on the inside of us, whatever it is. That's why we like to take things apart and put it back together. That's why when something's broken, we don't want to necessarily run out and buy a brand. We want to see if we can fix whatever's been broken. Let me ask you a question. God came to the earth in the flesh as his son. Jesus was God in the flesh. I have a question for you. What was his trade? What was his profession? He was a what? He was a carpenter. Which means if scholars, if, if a, a carpenter, according to scholars was typically a woodworking craftsman who built furniture, utensils. I mean, he was, he was more than what we think about a carpenter is today. He, he didn't just frame houses or whatever. He, 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 uh, he worked on utensils, doors, door frames. He prepared roofing beams. Uh, he may even at times doubled as a brick mason. So Jesus, when he walked on this earth until he was 30 years old, was someone that you would call if you wanted something built or if you wanted something prepared that was broken. How awesome is that? I mean, that's kind of like what we do now. If when, when something in our life needs to be built up, we call Jesus. When something is broken in our lives, who do we call? We call the master carpenter. We are his workmanship. Building something was a part of what he did on this earth in a spiritual sense. He is building something now, but it says in Ephesians that what he's building now is you and you and you and you. He's building something now. We are his workmanship. Isn't that awesome? What he's building, what he's doing in the earth, what he's doing in the world is, is through you because he's first building you. We are his workmanship. Look at your neighbor and say, you need some work. He's working on you. 1 Corinthians 3 and 9 says this, you are God's field, you are God's building. Isn't that interesting? 
Yes. Yes? No, it's not interesting. You are God's field. The, 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 the field that God is planting things in, that's you. The building that God's working on, that's you. How is that? Because we are the church. The work that God has planned from the beginning of time, it involves working on you and working on me. You are the work. Jesus desires to work on us in order to work through us. Amen? Jesus wants to work on me in order to work through me. Jesus wants to work on you in order to work through you. This is why we must give, our, give ourselves to God. In Romans 12 and 1, he says, I appeal to you there, brothers and sisters in Christ. Who's he talking to? He's talking to the church. He's talking to people that have been, that have been saved. He's not talking to people that are outside. He says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your what? To present your bodies. God wants your body. He wants your mind. He wants your spirit. Presented as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. And don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so, so you can prove what is, the, what is the will of God for you. Do you want to know what the will of God for your life is? Then give yourself to God. Don't just give your mind, don't just give your heart, but give your body. Get involved in what God is doing in this life. Amen? So he gave us the gift of salvation if we just believe but as followers of Christ, he also gave us the gift of serving. Well, that doesn't sound like a gift. It actually is the gift of serving. Specifically, as followers of Christ, we are gifted to serve. It is a gift to serve, but it just so happens that you are gifted to, to what he has called you to do. You are gifted to serve. Look at your neighbor and say, you are gifted you are gifted. In our culture, there is a high premium given to talent and gifting. Have you noticed that? There's a high premium. People pay a lot of money to watch talent. There's, a, there's, a, there's, there's high value. Some of the highest paid people in the world are entertainers, actors. Actors are people that pretend to be somebody else for a living. Some of the highest people in the world are actors. Some of the highest people in the world that, that are paid play games for a living. Are you with me? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying there's a high premium paid for talent. There's a high premium paid for people that are gifted athletes. In this life, in our culture, some gifting for us, some gifting has a higher premium, is given a higher value than others. However, I want to tell you something. God looks... At individual, different, at individual gifting differently than the world does. God looks at your gifting and my gifting. The Bible says in Samuel that the world looks at the outward appearance, the physical appearance, the physical talent, but God looks at the, God looks at the heart. And it just so happens that, that God does not see LeBron James as more special because he gets paid $85 million a year to play basketball. And he's awesome. We've never seen an athlete like him. But God does not. If he were to walk in here, if he were to walk into a restaurant, all eyes on him kind of a thing, right? Because we think that that is special. But God, when God looks at him, he doesn't care about that. In fact, he doesn't think he's any more special than you are. He doesn't esteem his gifting above yours. In this world, we do. 
I, th- I think it's cool. You think it's cool. God doesn't see things that way. He thinks your gifting is just as special. He doesn't care what people are paid in this life. It, uh, 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 he doesn't see Luke Bryan as, the, as, as more special than you because he is the highest paid country singer with the whitest teeth you've ever seen. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't see him any special as you. He doesn't think his singing is any better than mine or yours in the shower or my wife's. You know. Anyway, anyway, got distracted again. God doesn't, see, God doesn't see people of high talent with more value in their gifting than yours. In fact, we see, we see indication, we see a little bit of uh, implication that in the next life, it's different. Have you heard of the phrase, have, have you heard of the scripture that says, in the kingdom, the last will be first and the first will be last? That's because God sees kingdom work differently. It also talks about how, how gifts that we see that seem to be less important in heaven, the, the gifts that seem less important have greater value and are heralded. It is very, very different. God sees things completely, completely different. When God looks at your life, we, it, it, it's kind of like God thinks, you know, you should have your own Nike shoe brand. You know what I'm saying? You should have your own version. I should have my own version of Nike. It should be a, a, a pastoral edition, edition an all-terrain boot with, with Gore-Tex. And they say, that's the Travis Hurst version of Nike. That's how God sees your life. That is why we should never compare. What is your gift? You know, a lot of times, a lot of times people, their gifts lay dormant throughout their lives and we admire people that have invested in their gifts and we think to ourselves, I could never be something or I could never be anything like, but God has given us incredible gifts in our lives that we have not invested in. But we have to understand that there is an expectation from our Lord as far as our gifting. Look at Romans 12 and 6. Romans 12 and 6. Look at this verse. In his grace, God has given us different what? God has given us different what? Gifts. By his grace. Grace is unmerited favor of God. You You don't deserve it. It's a gift from God. By his grace, God has given us different, not the same, Different gifts, all of us. He's talking, uh, the Apostle Paul is talking to the church in Rome. He's saying, in the church, God has given us different gifts for doing all things well. Is that what it says? Does it say doing all things well? It says what? Certain things well. God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. None of us, none of it, when it comes to spiritual gifting, none of us do everything well, but God has given us, you, you, maybe you can do a whole lot of things well, but there is a, one or two things that you do better than anybody else that God has gifted you with. And then he goes on to talk about spiritual gifts. Has God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out, speak the word of God with as much faith as God has given you? If God has given you the gift of serving, yes. Serving others is a spiritual gift. Uh, 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 serve them well. If if God is, uh, if you are a teacher, teach well. If you have the gift to encourage others, listen to there, the world does not value the gift of encouragement. This is only a God in the church thing. If God has given you the gift of uh, uh, to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, then give generously. 
If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of showing kindness, showing kindness as a spiritual gift, yes, God values the gift of kindness. Do it gladly. This passage is talking about spiritual gifting within the context of the church. You see, as far as our gifting, we have a day job. People that we were talking about, entertainment, acting, uh, whatever it is. Maybe you have a gift as a surgeon. You have a day job that you have a gift that you were born with. Some people, some people are just more gifted than others to be mechanics. Some people are, are just more gifted than others to build houses. Some people are more gifted than others to be able to work on a car or whatever. Some people are more gifted than others to work on computers and understand all the, you know, understand programming and all that. Whatever it is. You have a day job that has a certain gifting. But I want to tell you something. You have another gifting that comes from God when you give your life to Christ. It, is, it could be similar or it could be very, very different. Amen? Let me give you an example. I have a similar gift. I, I have a spiritual gift of, of worship, but I have a, a, a day job, or if you will, I have a gift of playing the guitar that goes beyond the church. But... Sometimes it's similar, but sometimes it's very different. For example, maybe you build houses, maybe you're in construction. That is your day job and that's your gift. Maybe you're really good at that. But God has given you a spiritual gift within the body of Christ, and you have a gift of working with kids. See how see see what I'm saying? You have physical gifts, you have, you have natural gifts that God has given you, but spiritual gifts come with receiving the Holy Spirit when you give your life to Christ. Maybe, maybe you work at a factory. I think, it takes a certain, I think it takes a certain gifting to be able to do the same thing all day long. I think that that takes gifting. That, that's routine. I've heard people that work on cars that just build doors all day long. Or, you know, just, just put, put screws in this side of this panel all day long. That, I think that takes a certain gift. I don't have that gift. It takes a certain gift of people that understand or are okay with routine. And understand certain things. I, what I've learned about people like that is when you have that kind of routine, you, had a, you have a gift, a spiritual gift a lot of times to teach. Why? Because you're a person that can read your Bible every single day whether, you're not, whether you want to or not. You, you read and you pray and you study every single day and you, you, take things, you take that scripture apart, you put it back together, you analyze it. Routine, routine. That's how you learn the Bible. Reading it and reading it and reading it and reading it every single day. And the next thing you know, you've grown spiritually, and you understand the Word of God, and then you're able to teach it. You see, we have physical gifts, we have natural gifts, but we have spiritual gifts. And your spiritual gifts may, may be very different than your natural day job. What has God gifted you to do? Some of us here are in construction. You may, what is your day job? Are you an accountant? Are you a nurse? Are you a doctor? Do you work at a factory? Are you a teacher? Are you... An attorney. We have talents and skills that make us professionals. Are you in management? Are you in human resources? Do you get paid as, as an influencer on Instagram? Well, good for you. But whatever it is, you have spiritual gifts that may be similar or they may be different. And maybe your expectation, you don't, uh, maybe you don't understand the expectation, but the expectation for you and me is that we invest in our spiritual gifts. We must invest. Listen to me. 
Have you ever thought to yourself, as you go to your job every single day, I really feel like I was meant for something more. That's not because your job is not important. It's ju it just means that you haven't figured out the spiritual gifting that God has for your life. There are people that hold open doors at Faith Code Church. There are people that usher here. There are people that park here on weekends that are making an incredible difference that you may or you may not see that, that go to work at, at, at jobs that are incredibly vital to the community. Why? Because just, just as maybe their job may or may not give them a sense of purpose, what they do here through Faith Co. Church gives them a, a greater sense of, of purpose. I, I, there's things that I do. There's a business side of the church that, that, that you know, there, there's the nuts and bolts that I do Monday through Friday. And then there's, it's always a little bit of a, a strain to put together something every single week for the message. And, and, and thank God for my job. I, I, I am so blessed to do what I do, but it is an incredible challenge to do what we do as far as pastors. And I don't want you to feel sorry for me. I'm just explaining. It is very, very challenging. But what really, I, I really enjoy playing the guitar for Jesus. Are you with me? I, I, I probably spend an extra eight or, or ten hours a week and I'm telling you right now, I got this area upstairs in my room that's just my area with, with amps and guitars, and, and I work out all the solos, and I'm telling you, I got a text the other night at 10 o'clock from my wife from downstairs that said, would you please turn that guitar down? And every, every solo that you hear me do, she can do it in her voice. By the time I learned the solo, she's learned it. But, I, but I, that, that, that makes me come alive, not because I love the guitar so much, but simply because I'm playing the guitar for my Lord. That's, that's my volunteer spot in the church. This I get paid for. That is my volunteer spot. Do you ever feel like you were created for something more? Do you show up at work every day and feel like you were created for something more? You were created for something more. And that comes by tapping in and finding out what your spiritual gifting is. And if you have never had a chance to look at that, I, I'm telling you, you need to go through growth track. Everybody say growth track. And I'm not here to promote growth track. I'm telling you, that's, that's a first step of finding out your spiritual gifting. Because I'm telling you, a lot of people go through the growth track, and, and when they get done, they think, I did not know that I had a gift to work in this area. I did not know that I had a spiritual gift. I've had people come and be a part of, of ministry, and they thought that come to church. Uh, I've, I've had people sit down and talk to me before, and the first time they came to church, it was very different. You know, you know 15 years ago, when you, if you came to a church like this, it was, you know, it was, it was, we were like the freak. You know what I'm saying? It was very different. Music was way too loud. We got the lights turned down. What's the smoke coming out? You know what I'm saying? All that was going on. I've had people come to here and say, you know what? The first time we came, we left, and we said, we ain't never going back. Music's way too loud. Besides that, I don't like that preacher. You know what I'm saying? But then they get involved. Didn't even know they like kids. Next thing you know, they're dressing up wearing, 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 wigs, wearing wigs in the kids' ministry, and they're making a difference in some people's lives. I've seen people get, use their gifting for something like that. I've, I've seen people think to themselves, this is the most important thing that I could ever do as, as far as just making we have enough chairs in the auditorium. And I'm just using Sunday as an example. Not to mention what God gives us the opportunity to do through Bikes for Kids and World Missions and things like that. 
God has given you a spiritual gift. So if you feel like, hey, you know what, something's missing, I would strongly recommend to find out, invest in your spiritual gifting, whatever it looks like, and get involved in serving God through the context of local church. Amen? Because you have been gifted to do this. I'm going to stop right here. And I want to say this, and I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. Don't just stop with salvation. Don't just stop with the gift of salvation. Take the next step. And take that step of understanding that you were gifted to serve God. Because if you're just, if you're just coming to church and you're soaking up the word of God, I, listen, wherever you are with God, if that's, if that's where you are right now, we're, I'm so happy that you're here soaking this up, okay? But there's another step. One of the things that we say in Growth Track, that, that's a place where you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Before I'm done with this series, you're going to understand just how important it is for you to serve. I hope you're here every Sunday. If you're not here every Sunday, watch us online because you need to hear this. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to hear this. Look at your other neighbor and say, he ain't playing. You got to hear this. You got to hear This is important. This is vital. The things that I'm talking about over the next few weeks, it is eternal information that we need to know. Before it's... Before, it's over and, before everything's over and you hear all the series, you're probably going to step on your toes a little bit. That's okay. You got tough toes, right? Just wear your steel, heel, uh, steel toe boots next week, okay? I'm just kidding. These are things that God is dealing with me about, things that are important. Take the step of moving from just the gift of salvation to the gift of serving God with your life, whatever that looks like. Whatever that looks like, you were meant for more. Amen? So, Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for speaking to us today. And thank you, Lord, for ministering to, the, to us today. And we love you, Lord. And we worship you. And we know that your word gives us life and it gives us truth. And we thank you, Lord, for the gift of salvation. So great, the gift of salvation. So rich and yet so free. Thank you for that gift. And Lord, if there are people here today that have not received that gift of salvation, I pray for them, that they will say yes, that they will not stumble over the faith factor, that they will receive by believing, they will receive the gift of salvation. And also pray for people today that we will really understand the magnitude of this gift that you've given us to serve as being a part of your body in the name of Jesus. As every head is bowed and maybe God's dealing with you and if you're watching us online, maybe God's speaking to you. The first thing that I want to do is if you're here and you know Jesus and he's Lord and Savior of your life, but that's what you feel like. I really feel like I was meant for more. Maybe you've got this incredible job but there's something missing from your life I believe that it is found by investing in the spiritual gifts 
that God has for your life. So if that's you, if God is dealing with you about taking that step, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands or anything. If you're watching us online and God is dealing with you about investing in the spiritual gifts that God has for your life, I want to pray with you right now. Just pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for dealing with people. I thank you, Lord, for ministering to us and, and confronting us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you care enough about us to draw us out to go deeper with you, to take us on a journey that will lead us into a place where we know and understand what it is to be part of the body of Christ and walk through this life with a sense of purpose, of living for you. It's not just about, thank you for the gift of salvation, but giving our lives to you is just the first step. It is a journey that leads us into a place that determines how, determines the magnitude of our eternity as we're going to learn and through this series. So as we take the first step, deal with people today in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, if you receive it, say amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. If you'll continue to bow your heads, I want to pray for those here. If you don't know Jesus, if you're watching us online and you don't know Jesus, have you received the gift of salvation? Have you said yes? It doesn't matter if you go to church. It doesn't matter if your parents believed. Have you yourself said, Jesus, be Lord and Savior of my life? Do you have your own personal relationship with God? Have you received his son? Maybe you feel like you once did, but you walked away from God, and it's been years since you said a prayer. Maybe for you, you want to rededicate your life to Christ, whether it's the first time or whether you'd like to rededicate your life to Christ. That's okay. Say this prayer with us. If you're here and you want to give your life to Christ, if you're watching us online, today's your day. Don't miss this opportunity as the Lord is drawing you. Just repeat this prayer after me and let's all pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, as I'm before you today, I give you my life. And Jesus, I ask you to be Lord and Savior of my life, to forgive me for all of my sins. And I confess today that I believe in you, that you died for me and rose from the dead. And today I make you my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God glory. Thank you, Lord. Will you guys stand? If you gave your life to Christ today, we want to know about it. If you'll text SAVE to the number that you see on the screen, that'll, that'll let us know. If, if you're here and you gave your life to Christ, you can meet us out at uh, Faithco Info. We want to give you a gift, put something in your hands. At any rate, don't keep this a secret. Let, let people know you gave your life to Christ. We want to know. And uh, this is just the beginning of what God wants to do in your life. Welcome to the family. God bless you. Because you made this decision, we'll all be together, not only in this life, but in the next life. God bless you. Well, I want to say a few things before I, I let you go. Uh, as I said before, our kids' ministry, Faith Go Kids, is doing, uh, a, they're having a little bit at, at our Christmas program, our Christmas service. So I think they're going to be practicing music today after service and next Sunday, I believe. 
So if your kids want to be a part of that and they're a part of Faith Co. Kids, uh, uh, make sure that you stick around after church. Uh, also, we have uh, uh, Faith Co. Students Wednesday night at 623. I think they're actually going to be cleaning up bikes a little bit or something. They're going to be doing some things for bikes for kids, and I think they get some t-shirts and all that. So if your kids are between the ages of 6th grade and 12th grade, uh, you can bring those by Faith Coast students this Wednesday. Well, before I let you go, let me speak a blessing on your life. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. And everybody said, amen. We'll see you next time.